0: I used to be really scared of dogs, like a... Not a, not a phobia, but pretty, pretty scared. Um, and I spent many years trying to avoid dogs by avoiding going to certain people's houses who I knew had a dog, or um, crossing over the road if I saw a dog on the other side, or shivering with fear every time I saw one of the beware of the dog signs on people's houses. And one particular afternoon, I was walking home, got off the school bus, walking home, and noticed a man with a dog, one of those big Alsatians on the British Red Cross advert, very scary, um, heading down the same path that i'm i was going to go down so i thought i need to get a game plan so i thought well i'll just speed up a bit and i'll make a few meters distance between me and this dog and then there's no chance it's going to jump up at me or harass me in any way so um so yeah so i you know savvy 13 year old um thought right so i set off down this path and as i was walking i could hear the sound of its collar like getting like start to speed up so I was like, oh no, I bet these let, let it off the leash because it's like, you know, a bit more freedom for the dog. So I was like, great. Oh. So I thought, well, I'll walk a bit faster, you know, so I walked a bit faster um, and as I sped up, I could hear the dog speeding up as well, so I thought, oh no. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to jog, like, so I broke into this casual light jog with my, like, school bag and and, um, and I thought it might be a bit weird for the dog owner, but never mind, you know, I need to think about myself here. So carried on jogging and then, but... To my horror, the the sound kept getting louder and louder and speeding up. So I was like, right, we're just gonna have to, have to leg it. Like, don't care. No, it's no one else. I'm never gonna see this man again. So I just like legged it home. Um, like red in the face, sweating. Like got home, shut the door. I was like, yes, outran that dog. See you later, dog. I'll beat you. And then got home, took my bag off, put it on the floor, and then heard the noise again, and realised. It was a key ring on my own bag. So I'd just been running away from my actual bag, and the dog wasn't chasing after me at all. (laughs) It's a great story. Things that are not always what they seem. I'm sure we've all found this throughout our lives, as we've misjudged people, misread situations, or misunderstood something we've heard or read. When I realized the ferocious dog chasing me down the path was actually just a key ring on my own bag, I was no longer terrified or planning an alternative route home. Realizing that something is not what we thought it was can be very disappointing, or in my case, extremely embarrassing, but it can also be helpful and enlightening. There are some parts of the Bible or Christian terminology that some of us have grown up with or heard said so many times in church that we assume we know what they mean. However, if we push open the door a bit further, we sometimes find there is a lot more behind it than we first thought. Things do not always mean what we think they mean. And recently, God's been showing me that spiritual growth doesn't necessarily mean what I thought it did. What does it mean when people say you're growing in God? And how can we tell when God is doing work in us? I've always thought that for someone to be growing spiritually, they would have to be doing magnificent things like performing miracles or hearing the audible voice of God or walking around with a holy glow. (laughs) Some people here might, might do that. but As Ben said in his talk on Exodus 34 a few weeks ago, we often fall into the trap of looking for the evidence of God's glory in the big things. On Mount Sinai, Moses asked God, "'Show me your glory,' And God responded with a Mufasa type speech describing his character, the Lord Yahweh, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. If God's glory is revealed through his character, then maybe his glory in us is revealed through our character and our ongoing transformation. In John 15, Jesus says, I am the vine. You might have heard of this first. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. What this metaphor about the vine and the fruit that grows from it is saying is that it's being connected and staying connected to Jesus that causes things to grow in us. The fruit Jesus talks about is explained by Paul in Galatians 5, where he writes, The fruits of the Spirit which is the spirit of God, which is revealed through us, our love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In the message version, was the NIV, in the message version of the same verse, it says, what happens when we live God's way? He brings gifts into our lives, much the same way that fruit appears in an orchard. God grows us without us having to earn it. The fruit that grows on our branches is not a result of our hard work trying to be more patient or trying to be more kind. It is a direct result of our relationship with Jesus and his love for us. And I'm not saying don't try to be kind (laughs) and don't try to practice self-control and all those other things. That's how Jesus lived. And as his followers, we are called to live and love like he did. And God honors our efforts in wanting to become more like Jesus But the fruit that grows on our branches is a reflection of our connection to him, not earned through our work or efforts, but it's given freely as a gift out of his abounding love for us. So what fruit do you think God is growing on your branches? How are you revealing God's glory through your character? Maybe it looks like being quick to forgive someone you trusted. Maybe it's being slow to anger when you feel like you've been wronged. Perhaps, like Peter was saying, you are able to feel peace in a situation where it makes sense to feel hopeless or worried. Or it might be having a deep sense of who you are in God and knowing how God sees you, even in the middle of an identity crisis. And growth is quiet. Even when we don't notice it, it's still happening. And God is growing us. And perhaps the way we recognize that growth is different from what we thought we should be looking for you might have fruit growing on your branch that you never realized was there until something happens and then you think oh I didn't my reaction to that wasn't that what I thought it would be so this week I think it would be good if we all took the time to think about how we are growing in God what fruit do you think God is growing on your branches so I thought often people do that, and they say, think about this during the week, and then we all go back to our lives, and we're really, really busy, and we forget about it, and with the best of intentions, we just don't find the time. So I'm going to give you something, or your, your challenge is to take a seed, uh, there are some pots at the back that Susanna's put out, and there's going to be some at the front. There you go, some seeds. I won't tell you what seeds they are. Some of you might know. some of you a keen gardeners. Um, I'm not. Another thing I could be better at. Um, but your challenge is to take a seed and find somewhere to plant it. It doesn't matter where. It can be somewhere random in York. Can be in your back garden if you want. Can be in the backyard here. Uh, can be at work. As you plant it, think about what God is growing in you, and pray that He will show you what He is growing on your branches. And it's not about seeing the growth and visiting the plant and making sure that it's working it's about it's not about witnessing the growth it's about trusting that God grows us in the darkness and in the silence and even when we don't recognize it he is still growing us so we're gonna have some music I think and then um, when you feel like you're ready you can come up and collect your seed from your pot